0: That's the intro song. Woo! And we have... So, I think I'm changing it. It was Getting Drunk with Jared. Matt suggested we change it to Drinking Gin with Jared. I like that. He said he liked that better. I I, I agree. So, The Lost Years of Matt Morris, Drinking Gin with Jared. And we have Jeff Webb here.
1: What's going on, everybody? How are we doing He's making today? a drink. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be called Drinking Gin with Jared, I feel like I'm disrespecting you by drinking a Miller High Life.
0: Yeah, so like the whole thing for me is
1: sorry for all the ice.
0: Uh, no, I kind of like it. it. I feel like it adds to the whole. Because it's happening right now. Like you
1: think, you may think, oh, they're not actually. No, I'm, I'm preparing oh, yeah. myself a gin and tonic. Let me open this for you. Okay.
0: And uh, the whole, like the whole premise is obviously Matt's gone, so I'm gonna have some fill-in co-hosts, but I'm going to be getting drunk. I mean, whatever anyone else wants to do, that's kind of up to them. So, but I'd like everyone to join in. Even those at home, drink with us. Yeah, I'm double
1: fisting right now. For us, by us. Fubu, yeah. You ever have any Fubu apparel? I did. Did you really? Yes. What I had, was it?
0: I had a red Fubu shirt, and it had it said Fubu, oh five.
1: So that's it was all right. A number. It was in. A, was it uh, correspondent to the year?
0: I don't know. I didn't question it.
1: That's fair. And um, then I
0: started to feel, you know, should I be wearing this? Yeah. But I did it anyway.
1: I, I was I was referred to uh, at a younger age as the white guy that had a fubu sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, both of those things are correct.
0: Dude, I bought a, I bought a what was labeled as a skull cap. Right. But, you know, it was a wave cap. Sure. Because my buddies were wearing them. Mm-hmm. And then I had a Filipino buddy who wore one, and I was like, well, he's pulling it off. And then I tried to wear one. It was a Nike one. It, no, it didn't work didn't out. Didn't work. I didn't realize what was going on. That was before cultural appropriation. Okay, yeah. Well, I was you... trying to approach appropriation.
1: Well, because like, here's the thing. Can we talk about racism for a minute? <laughs> hell yeah. All right, We're so, going yeah hard already. We're going deep in the paint right now.
0: I might need to go turn the AC on. It's hot as hell in
1: here. Honestly, I'm fine with it. Let's sweat. Cool. Um, it'll make us want to drink more gin. Mm-hmm. My thing is... I don't understand racism on a on a on just a basic level because a lot of times white people worship the cultures of the people that some white people hate. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like like minorities are cool. I I wish I was black. Cooler. Cooler. They're much cooler, cooler, cooler than white people. Yeah. For so many reasons. Um I like I, but yeah, and like, and I understand the the like historical negatives, and then saying like I understand that there's like an element of of ignorance to me saying that I wish I was black, right? Yeah, because like I also understand that like, you know, we're looking at it from a different perspective. I'm like, ah, yes, I wish I were black because I would be much cooler, but also that comes with a lot of negative things. Like come that comes with a lot of things that you have to deal with as For a sure. person of color. Grass is always greener. Grass is always greener, I, especially when you're white, because you just think like everything just if everything's good for you, you know.
0: It, it's true.
1: It's true. I've i I have shit talked so many cops to their face.
0: I tried that once when I was blackout drunk and they I was asleep and I had vomit all over me and they beat me in the chest with the flashlight.
1: And how did that make you feel?
0: Well, I didn't really feel shit because I was wasted till the next day. And I was like, what happened? They're like, you don't remember waking up and squirting water on the cop's shoes? And like, I would have probably been dead sure. for not having me been younger and white. Right. But uh,
1: they still didn't like it. See, here's here's my belief though. So like, white privilege exists, right? Yes. We should use it in situations like that to do things like squirt the cop on the shoes with the squirt gun.
0: Tell them your name's Jerome. Exactly. I told him my name was Jerome.
1: Yeah, just like just fuck with them. That is your right as as someone in that position. Like that is how you should use that privilege: is to fuck with cops.
0: Now I just say yes or no, sir, and I start shaking violently.
1: Oh man. Okay. So this is fun. <laughs> I, I do the same thing almost. Uh, I shake violently, I tell you that, because the anxiety. Yeah, like, I'm you don't just know like, what you're oh, doing.
0: Oh, am I gonna go to jail again oh, in another state? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, not again. Not this time. I've been Louisiana, Florida. Like I got, like the Johnny Cash <laughs> song of of going to jail. <laughs> but it's usually only for like forty eight hours.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. That was hilarious. Thank you. Um, it's was, also true. The, the song really killed me, though. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's terrifying every single time. Because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, am I, did, I, did I do something? I don't think I did anything wrong. Do I have anything? Oh, fuck. Do I have anything in the car? And it's like, I remember getting, I got pulled over not too long ago. And I just was like, you know, let's see. Let's experiment. And I was like, all right, I'm just not going to say anything. So the cop pulls up pulls me over, I roll down my window, he's like, do you have any idea why you pulled you over, or do I have any idea why I pulled you over, sir? And I, uh, I just said, I don't feel like discussing my day. <laughs> and he said, do you know how fast you were going? I said, am I being detained? And he said, are you really going to be like this for a simple traffic stop? And then in the back of my mind, it occurred to me that I had a roach in the glove box, like the upper glove box of my car. Oh, no. And I was like, as soon as I said, the last thing that I said to the cop, I was like, oh, you know what, sir? Like, yeah, sir, you know, I was, <laughs> I'm was, i sorry. <laughs> Everything's fine. I didn't mean <laughs> it. I just didn't see the sign. The sign's covered by trees. I, I don't know, are you having a good night tonight? Just totally flipped switch on him as soon as I, I remember. coming that. off
0: all wrong, man. Yeah, My I'm bad, sorry. we're friends here, right?
1: Sorry, I thought I was trying to prevent myself from farting. I didn't want to be rude, so everything was just being held up inside of me.
0: I, I always thought, Wondered that Because there's been a couple of times I'm a I'm a person who If I can I need to go to poop at home I will leave somewhere So there's been a couple yes. times Where I push the limit a little too far And I'm on my way home And I'm, I'm going a little too fast I'm not making complete stops uh, What would happen if a cop pulled you over Right then and there You right. would have that decision You'd go Do I just keep going?
1: I think I would be honest
0: Yeah, you're like Man, I'm gonna shit my pants like literally i'm gonna shit my pants right now i, I almost didn't stop or do you just keep going and then the, it, it turns into a police chase you r- finally get to your house you bust the door open you don't even shut it and they're running in after you and you just run and sit down and you just start violently diarrheaing. <laughs> they're I'm like freeze crying. and you're just like it was because of this
1: and they're just like oh, all right you just you just run the only thing i would change is Leave the door open? Yeah, oh yeah. You leave everything open. And then just cry while you're forcefully shitting and hugging your knees. <laughs> just like, I'm, I'm so s- sorry. This is just what it was. It's burning in my thighs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it moist? Did
0: they, they like holster their weapons? You're like, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> this guy's seen enough punishment <laughs> Nothing for one to night see here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, you uh You picked the right person to talk about shitting your pants with, didn't you?
0: Oh yeah, I knew that 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 was gonna come up and I enjoy that. And I had, not shitting my pants, but but it's just, you know, for someone who's gonna have to shit at home most of the time, you, you, what was that?
1: Uh, It was my phone. (laughs) Wink.
0: (laughs) I was like, damn, this thing's telling you to smoke more weed, that's crazy. (laughs) She's like, hey man, you haven't hit me in a while. That's my reminder, I start to forget after a while. (laughs) <laughs> Alright Yeah so like I get a lot of close calls So it And I have a I have a basement bathroom I'll give you a tour mm-hmm. But I've turned my basement Cause I'm remodeling The only bathroom Yeah Whenever you, you go to buy a home Make sure there's two bathrooms Make sure there's two bathrooms
1: I have one bathroom
0: Dude I know <sighs> Luckily I have a basement toilet
1: Luckily I live alone yeah, that is true. And
0: I uh it's not working quite properly, so I you know that the thing on the l- the tank lid. Yeah. Uh one night I was pretty drunk and there's a flap on it and it's just not working. So it like won't flush sometimes. I removed that and I smashed it on the ground. And did it work? No. No, I fixed it after that. Oh, right. Okay. Would have you ever thrown one of those things? A flapper? No, like the the tank lid. Like you know like Jason Bourne will be like fighting in a bathroom right. oh, and he picks yeah. one up and smashes it over someone. Classic. I was scene. actually thinking of that scene.
1: Did it break? Yes. Oh, okay. See, that's why I wouldn't do it. Into a bunch
0: of pieces. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't do it. Ceramic it's some, shatters. It's man. there's like big pieces but also fine
1: pieces. But here's my question. In terms of a value proposition, was it worth the cost of that tank lid for you to do that and have that experience? Maybe. I
0: mean, you know what I mean? A lot of that shit's like that for me. There, so there's this. I think it's. I think I have CTE, chronic tra- yeah.
1: so, uh, something ence- about chronic traumatic encephalitis.
0: Yes, something
1: like that. Yes,
0: I think it. Uh, Did I remember that? I'm gonna look that I'll up, go into talking. fits of rage, just
1: out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Well, yeah. Do you have any specific triggers as to why that happens?
0: No. So I think. I've fallen severely too many times mm-hmm. and uh, that's just what's going on now.
1: I mean, you could still drive. Uh, you seem pretty pretty with it. Mm-hmm. If rage is the worst thing, that you and got sometimes going you can't you. really find words. like as long as you don't cross into like the Chris Benoit territory, then you should be fine. yeah, that's there's definitely worse cases out there, I think he's he's gotta be the worst. Well,
0: I had a uh, girl at work And she She actually fell In a restaurant bathroom And she's been Out for a really mm-hmm. long time And she has to go See specialists And like all this shit From this like Just They actually didn't Put out a wet floor sign And she mm-hmm. just kind of Accidentally fell And I'm like mm-hmm. Dude if this Is that severe for her There has been Cause I like to take Make other people's Situations about me Right Same. I'm like Then this has to be There must be Craziness up here, right? Because there were there were times where I would uh We're gonna go dark for a minute. I'm all for it. So I I was suicidal for a period about six years ago. We're all good now But uh, I would bash my head on shit. That was like my cutting. You know what I mean? I do And uh, so that couldn't have That that couldn't have shaken out well,
1: No I mean, how many times over the course of your life do you think you did it? A lot. Really? It was like just a thing countless. I would do. Really, so it's just like a, yeah, daily potentially thing. Yeah, just bad, man. I mean, like I don't want to say that there is no chance that you know, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's that's a non-zero chance. It could be worse, though. It, it's not. It doesn't seem to be hindering your life. We can go. We can.
0: Yeah. You seem pretty happy. Sometimes the rage is fun. Right, funny. It can be funny. It can be funny,
1: so long as the cops don't get involved and there's no serious injury. You're fine. One hundred percent. You're not like
0: stabbing yourself in the chest and being like, "Study my brain." Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's right.
1: (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I just thought of several nfl players that, mm-hmm. did, that did this i think junior say right right
0: them. wasn't there a wrestler that did that or was uh, it, no i think it was a football player
1: there's a couple i mean they, they've all done it it's weird how it drives them to that just like are yeah. not doing this here it is what's going on up here speaking of suicide uh you came to the open mic not too long ago at the market lounge and comedy club every thursday signups at 7 30 mics at 8 And you, did you see that plug? I did That plug happened, that was a plug
0: We needed to seamlessly do that plug and I think we did it
1: My god, fuck dude, that was a plug and a half Mm -hmm. Like uh, um, the only thing that would have made it better is if I had said that we have a comedy show every 8pm on Friday nights And the best time to get there is somewhere between 7 and 7.15 Faux show. and get a dog Right. Can't get a hot dog, dude. They're delicious hot dogs. See if we had actually said this in the plug, it would have been the perfect plug.
0: Maybe the perfect plug
1: does exist. We'll never find it. Oh well. But you were at the open mic. Uh it wasn't last Thursday, was it? Was it the Thursday mm-hmm. before? It was the Thursday before.
0: So I've I've come uh the past two Thursdays. Right. No, I went one, had to skip one because of how shit, and then I came to last week. You uh you killed. I don't. I'm doing better than I've ever done.
1: You are really bad at taking compliments, and I take that into consideration. Um, I appreciate that. However, I, we. How about we say this: uh, market improvement or the over the first time?
0: Yes, way way better. And I, uh, So what I'm trying to do is my goal was to just get up there. Mm-hmm. My second goal was then to try to last the whole five minutes. And you did. Yeah. You did both of those things. So. That was, and that, I just want every, because I'm going to come every Thursday and, yeah. and force myself. And I, I kind of like being the first person to go because it it's like, it and it just ripped the bandaid off, man. Don't sit here and stew because at any moment I'm going to start shaking uncontrollably and I'm going to run out the front, the door. I'm going right. to leave so it's like my mind's like what are you doing man we, we there's some other shit we could be doing uh it's cool like let's let's not do this and then my body's just like walking up to like the sign up sheet and it's just like uh uh come up with some other shit my body's just like nope and I'm writing the name down it's like uh something else. And, and like it's this battle going on but as long as I physically write my name sit in the seat and then just go up there and and say whatever I can I mean then uh it's it's honestly kind of changed my whole like. It's it's kind of like a paradigm shift for me in my life. Really, it's it's a very serious thing for me because uh, it's something I always wanted to do that was very terrifying. Mm-hmm. But now there's like I'm like, again, you're you see out of your own eyeballs and you make it all about you. But it's like, dude, there's a place that your friend owns that your other friend runs. There's, if you don't do it now it's not happening and you're right. also like 34. it's a perfect opportunity so <clears throat> you would be so stupid like it just doesn't
1: and when you walked off that stage uh when you did that that first set back mm-hmm. uh, since the first time that you did it when we had the off you know we had that we had the open mic back before it was a comedy club mm-hmm. and you did the set then and then you came back and you did the first open mic how did you like how did that make you feel as opposed to the first one?
0: Oh dude, I drove home smiling. Did you really? Yeah. Like literally had a smile on my face. And it it didn't I didn't think that I did like holy shit, I did so great. I just the fact that I did it, the fact that I was able to kind of do it in some way that was like a semblance of something. Because before it was just like drunkenly murmuring into a microphone <laughs> yeah. and people were like, What? <laughs> the fuck is going on?
1: When you did the you did the joke, so can you it's just the two of us, and just for context, mm-hmm. can you please do the suicide bit right now?
0: Yeah, so it and it's a true story. Oh, my bad. And it, it let me fix this shit. And it was, it was, it was during this time of the head hitting, like it's a real thing that happened. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to figure some shit out. So I called a, a a therapist, a mental health person, and I said, hey, I you know I need some help. We set up the appointment, and then they were like. uh have you been feeling suicidal? And I was like, yes. Yeah, that's actually why I'm calling because we're kind of at a, this is bad. And then I just at the last minute before the appointment, I was like, man, I'm not going to that shit. (laughs) And then I always wondered, like, why didn't they call me back? Like someone says that they're suicidal (laughs) and they don't show up to something, they could be dead. So like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not doing the joke and more telling like the experience, but... Like, that's the Why joke. it's still like, funny. Yeah. It's just, you don't call the person back and be like, hey, man, you said you were going to kill yourself, and you're not here. Like, uh, you okay? Like, <laughs> you don't have to come in. We're just making sure. They didn't. Yeah. They're just like, fuck it, dude.
1: You did that joke, and at the end of it, you're like, yeah, and I just imagine they'd call back and be like, hey, man, uh, it's day two. You, you haven't called us back. Please call us back. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're checking the obituaries every day. You haven't called. We're very confused. Like that was fantastic. You did that. You got that bit off and so like there's there's a billion different ways that a set can go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Just a billion. Um it, we actually had a heckler this last week and I'll tell you about it in a minute, but uh there's a billion different ways that a set can go wrong. And one of them is not leaving at the right time. Like, timing is everything. Yes. And you said something, it was after that bit, and you said something, and you got a fucking huge pop. And I was like, okay. Like, under my breath, I'm standing under the light. I'm like, all right, Jared, now's the time. Walk off, walk off, walk off. And, like, you were like, all right, thank you. I think I'm done now. Thank you. Have a good night. And I was like, yes, let's fucking go. Like, you nailed that.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Um, I'm by no means you know, I'm still, this is the start of my journey with this whole thing, right. and I'm just, I hope it's not like a thing where people are like, I'm, you know what, I'm gonna start working out. And they go hit it hard for like three days, and right. they're like, ah, fuck that. Just because th- this really has been like, uh, like, something I've wanted to do since I was 13 years old. And it just, I'm always been someone who's like late to the party. It just right. takes me so long. And I have to go through so many other avenues to kind of try to do that thing, this podcast being one of them. Right. But um, there's still like that thing where it's just like, dude, man, this is what you won't do. Like, what the fuck are are you doing?
1: You are a naturally funny person. Like, you are absolutely hilarious. And we've talked about this before. Um, Like, this is not an encouragement whatsoever. But usually, after like. Two to three drinks, you are the funniest human like you're funny like you're funny sober. Like you're you gotta find a zone right now. Right. Um, but it's the same with me in like, you know, you after two to three drinks, you are fucking hilarious. Uh I have a tradition where Jay and I take a shot before the start of every show and usually when I get there to work the door I have an old style or a glass of wine. So usually two to three drinks, it's the exact same thing for me. There's that level of alcoholic consumption. That I, I believe that there's there's like a metric for every human body. Oh yeah. Once you hit that level, you're your best version of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It and I always say, I kind of we used to say this during bowling league. I was in a bowling league and we were. It works till it doesn't. Yeah. Like a couple, you're good, and then because you have to play three games, and by the third game, if you went too hard in the beginning you're just shit in the bed like right. you can't fucking do anything anymore exactly so you have like this window that you have to find and every like you said everyone's is different right and so yeah i think probably like like three drinks three drinks on a semi empty stomach and we're good and then eat a right. hot dog afterwards
1: and you're perfect good um i i actually and that's yeah i think that that's i the same thing for me i mean i'm a little bigger than you um but still, same level. Like usually, those drinks in there, it's like, yes, all right. I feel very cocky. I feel very confident. I'm able to walk up on stage and pretend that I have a 12 inch dick.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can still you can make sentences and people aren't like, is this guy fucked up? Right. right. Yeah.
1: There's a, I'm telling you, there's there's a there's a body metric for every person. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, I was like a, I was very proud and very excited to see that happen because you definitely looked happy getting off. You know, I, I, like I remember like beaming and like you know giving you the elbow tap as you were coming off the stage and you were equally happy and i was like yes here we go this is gonna be fun
0: yeah dude i appreciate i appreciate that i appreciate all your encouragement or even the fact that you guys are even doing it is it's amazing
1: so that was that was jason's idea uh entirely i mean you and i have talked about this on and off you Mm -hmm. know um and we were like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool? Like we'd always talked about it. like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if that was a thing? If that was like the thing? We had that conversation uh, after one of the shows. Mm-hmm. And back in back in the day, like last year, when it was like once a month shows that we'd do, you were like, I remember we had that conversation, we were outside and you were like, man, wouldn't it be something if like that was the thing Yeah, that it was, like that became that? And he, you know, we got all the restaurants and bars got shut down in March. Early April, he texted me at like two in the morning, and I've told this story to anybody that would listen, but he texted me at like two in the morning, and he's like, let's turn the lounge into a comedy club. And I was like, oh shit, Um, okay, yes, but we have to do you know this, 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 and this. And within like half a second, he's like, yep, whatever you need, we'll do that 100%, yes. Boom. And I'd be like, okay, but we gotta do this, 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 and this to make sure we're legit. He's like, yes, sure, let's do it. And I remember, Telling him that we should have like a, a sign. Actually, I can't remember. It could be him, or it could be me. Uh, but one of us brought to the attention we absolutely should have the sign. You know, the sign that's behind the chalkboard now, or mm-hmm. in front of the chalkboard now. And uh, we said, you know, I was like, one of us. We were like, that's like legit. That is that just legit thing that makes you that much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, he did that. You know, the sign's fan fucking tastic. We didn't have it for opening weekend, but it ended up going the second weekend and. Uh, we had Vic Pandya in on Friday, this last Friday, on August seventh. And he was like he told us after the show, he came up to us, he was like, you know, I walked in and I was like, Wow, this is a nice fucking spot. And then I saw the sign behind the stage and I was like, Okay, I see the sign, it's a legit club. Yeah. And I was like, see, there it is. We That's had that like when we were like, That's what it is. So no, it was it was I tell everybody that it was Jason's baby and I'm just a really good wet nurse. Yeah. I just got a really sick, just fantastic pair of tits for it. It's
0: it's kind of awesome the way it all came together too. Like it, you know, even just like meeting you, you're like, oh, I do comedy. I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's something I always wanted to do. like. And then it just slowly progressed into like now, mm-hmm. and then even you know what it can be in the future. It's very exciting, it's, even now with like everything that's going on, and it's, it's pretty crazy. Like this, like pretty fortunate. Right, you know,
1: absolutely. I mean, well, Jason and I were just talking today, actually, um, about how you know a lot of restaurants are not doing well right now. A lot of bars are not doing well right now. I know uh, a couple people. I talked to a couple bookers and and owners of comedy clubs around the Chicagoland area recently that told me that they're barely breaking even right now, and every Friday we've had to turn people away. Cause it's we've kind of like capacity.
0: a. A horribly good time yeah. to do it, you know, in a way because like a lot of people can't even even from I'm I'm sure uh, I don't want to speak for comedians, but I'm even sure for them to be able to even get on a stage right now is like cool, and so like
1: Oh, I've had people cancel on me out of fears for the virus. Yeah,
0: I mean that makes oh. sense too. Oh, yeah, but,
1: and I don't hold that against them. No, like...
0: but people, you know, they can come get on a stage and tell their jokes if if you know they're so inclined whereas there's probably not a lot of places to do that no. especially in front of you know
1: and uh, no you're right and and the thing is too i i only I, I feel i would feel extremely uncomfortable about the situation in general if i didn't feel that we were taking the proper precautions yeah so i mean we literally tyler ingram and i we we're in there the day before it opened, the Wednesday before we open our first show. And we set the room up with everybody. And uh, he literally took a measuring tape between every single seat. And he made sure everything was six feet apart, uh, everything's socially distant. We changed the linens after everybody leaves a table. We disinfect everything. Um, we're taking, like, all all the precautions to make sure that it's, like, a – it's, it's – we don't want that to be a consideration to maybe make people think like, oh, man, like make them nervous. Well, yeah, you don't want
0: to just pack people in there irresponsibly. If you're going to do exactly. it, you do it right. And luckily, that building has the space.
1: Right, absolutely. It's a huge fucking place. It's a big, it's a big so, place.
0: So you, you got the room to spread people apart and do it the right. correct way.
1: And we're not at the final, I mean, obviously not at the final capacity that we're at right now. We'll probably be able to add another 30, 40 seats Once we get to a a, a comfortable, you know, once we're past. Uh, You don't even want to put a date to it. No, there's there's no date at this point. No, No, yeah, this is TBA. It it would be
0: really cool, though, to see, regardless of what kind of show it was, but if there was just like a grand hall... Which is there's two halls in market, mm-hmm. and there's a divider, and if you open it up, it becomes this fucking massive place. Yeah. If there was just this nuts, regardless of what what it was, comedy, music, it would just be really cool to see like something.
1: So <laughs> it's funny you say that. Um, we're looking at a couple things right now. Don't want to give too many things away, but um. Once we're past uh, the 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 brunt of all of this and we get to a, a safer spot, um, we're going to do some really fun things over there. I've been in contact with some larger um, with some larger talent agents. Um, not to not to name drop too early, but I'm looking at people like D.L. Hughley, um, like Daryl Hammond, uh, people people of that ilk that come in and um Paul Rodriguez um there there are a couple people like that that we were we were looking at uh to try and get and see what kind of happens here um and we're going to maybe do something like the like that in the grand hall so you have a a larger audience for a larger act something like that would we'll do some, maybe something like a like the Mar- market lounge and comedy club presents you know ex comedian uh in the yeah. grand hall so a larger show like that um yeah, we're definitely looking at things like that down the line for sure. Right now, we're bringing in a lot of people that, and, and what I think comedy clubs should be is not you know you, the people that hit the theaters are hitting the theaters for a reason, or hitting the audience mm-hmm. for a reason. When I go to a comedy club, I'm not going to see someone that's going to pack a 500 seat theater, I'm right? Or they're not basically
0: doing like their special, like right? They're working shit out and right doing shit.
1: When I go to a comedy club, I want to see people that I will probably see in larger spotlights three to five years down the road like I mean we, we've already had that Vic Pandya I'm telling you like the man had the number one comedy album on the iTunes charts debuted at the number one comedy album on the iTunes charts and was a top ten in the Billboard comedy charts last year yeah
0: dude I, how, how was it
1: like it was fantastic he was hilarious like he's yeah. a hilarious comedian and he's also like just the sweetest human being you'll ever meet in your entire life It seems
0: like even with because there. It seems like even if you are kind of successful at it, yeah, you're probably a bad a badass as far as like being a comedian is concerned. You know what I mean?
1: Like, no, explain.
0: So, so you have kind of like the open mic thing, Mm -hmm. and then you have some people that are a little more successful than that. Right. But if you're an actual like. Semi touring comedian Right You're probably pretty fucking good
1: Right And no you're right Like you have to be decent To be able to even be accepted By a lot of these comedy clubs
0: Yeah Cause you You can't just like Come in there with some You have to have Proven yourself Probably Time and time again To even yeah. get where you're at Even if it's like A Like a higher lower level If that makes sense It does yeah. You know To like have a number one uh Album fucking on iTunes Yeah That's the, pretty huge world. Like you're not gonna be not good Right You're probably gonna have some level of talent You can't just fucking like w- waltz in and Right like it's not, not how like how it It's works. not like
1: we're bringing in you know Single and double A people Yeah You yeah. know what I mean Like we're bringing in people that Are legitimately good at their craft That you may not have heard at Because they haven't got their Netflix special yet Yeah You know yep. what I mean
0: mm-hmm. And no, Which, I mean, dude that's Like you just said That's where you wanna see The yeah. mother- so I, I'm gonna try to steer this away to as le- less hipster as possible. But oh. you know, speaking of like when you like see a band or you see a comedian in like a small place and they yeah. end up blowing up. Yes. So like I saw, the Black Keys when I was 18 years old at a bar called Sluggo's in Pensacola, Florida, mm-hmm. and they were they had a van and they had a trailer for that van. They were playing frisbee in the parking lot, and my friends and I we were not of age so we could get into the show but we couldn't drink mm-hmm. so we're pounding beers in the parking lot uh the drummer throw throws the frisbee it hits my friend's car and then we throw it back to him like this this is the situation yeah and then like i go in there and i think they were on their third album and i was listening to the shit out of it and i couldn't bring myself to go talk to the dude uh dan Arbuck, but he was just sitting in a booth it was like it was crazy to me. That's awesome. Because at the time for me, like, this band was everything. Right. Um, and, like, I actually have the drummer stick because it broke, and one of my friends caught one of it, and, like, I got the other one.
1: That's awesome. And
0: we were in front of the stage, and the fucking, his, dr- his drum set was moving because he was playing it so hard. So we grabbed the cymbal stand and pushed it back for him. And it's just, like, that shit was amazing. And I almost didn't even go to that show but, and then you fast forward, like, you know, years later, and
1: you're like, holy shit. And so, like, every time you hear about them, or it comes up in a social circle, how many times out of ten do you tell people that story?
0: A lot. Exactly,
1: like, and then a so, lot of the time.
0: You know, and then sometimes it'll we'll be like, hey, I'm I'm sorry that I gotta say this, but, uh, you know, because you don't want to sound like an asshole. But... I was following them before they were big. Kind of. But it really had, it, it didn't have to do with that. I don't give a shit about that, but it's just, it's okay when I do it is what I'm trying to right, say, no, Jeff. It's the same When everyone me, else does it, understand. fuck them. Yes. <laughs> but I can do it. It's fine.
1: I agree. I just, and I, it's, it's a factual story. I'm not a hipster just because I don't like the shit that you people tell me to like. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just saw Blade Runner for the first time in March. Really? Yeah. The it's original, fine. yeah, that's fine. It's good. My dad it's loved fine. it. It's a good. I mean, I want to get a Cybertruck because of it. Yeah, it's fine. I didn't watch the remake, the, the the new one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either. I heard it was very very well shot though. I think there's like a
0: weird thing when movies they take this really long time off before they'll make like a sequel or some shit, like Indiana Jones. Or yeah, Star Wars. and it just doesn't turn out that good. Like Indiana Jones, It's, or oh, yeah. it's almost like <laughs> how you were saying, "Hey man, get off now." Yeah. It's like that. Like if they, right. if you just wait and wait and wait, and then you all of a sudden like Anchorman two. Yeah. She shit was garbage.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, you're right. Man, I uh, I'm excited for you to do some more open mic sets, though. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited for you to come and actually see a show on a Friday night. Yes, weren't able to get in because you didn't let me know that you were coming. I just I don't want to be that dude, you man. Be that guy. The, the
0: rules apply to me as well. Uh, they don't actually. You know that to be true. I know, but I'd like to not be that person. I
1: mean, well, I didn't have to say it in a public forum to let people know that you don't have to follow the rules, but you don't have to follow the rules. Gr-
0: with great power comes great responsibility. It's true. Am I right?
1: You're You're not wrong. But no, I I'm excited for that. We got uh, Jamie Schreiner coming in. Uh, she is a Chicago staple. She uh, she does the singings, and uh, does the comedy singings and stuff like that. She's very funny. Got a chance to see her at the Laugh Factory. I like a comedy singing. Yeah, me too. You know, no, she's uh, she's and she is one of those Laugh Factory staples, and she's mm-hmm. one of those Chicago comedy staples. And when I get a some people ask me, you know, I got asked recently they were like, you know, would you rather have a national touring comic or a Chicago staple comic? Cuz those are the, basically the two categories that we have right now at mm-hmm. the lounge. And I would put them exactly on equal footing because national touring comics like, you know, I have you know, I have several comics that I've booked and that I'm friends with that can do shows in Indy, they can do shows in Minneapolis, they can do shows in Florida. They and they they have done these things. Um then I have other comics that haven't done much national touring, but they've just been a fucking juggernaut in the Chicago comedy scene. Yeah. And they're staying relevant in the Chicago comedy scene, which means that they're writing constantly, and that means they're coming up with new, fresh jokes, and that means that they're holding on to regulars enough to where these larger comedy clubs like Laugh Factory, like Comedy Bar, like Zany's, uh, like the Comedy Shrine, uh, are wanting to retain and... uh, make money off of and they know that they can make money off of them. So I, I put those on equal footing.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That yeah. actually makes a lot of, so if you ha- you're you kind of, or like if you're in front of a similar audience, you have to keep it fresher than if you were touring around, seeing, so like I'm going here, mm-hmm. I can say do the same set because I'm headed a state away is that kind of what you're saying?
1: You remember when you saw that set at Hobart uh, when you went to go to the theater show mm-hmm. when you were with Fletch and Caitlin? Mm-hmm. Um, I have run that set in s- five different states. Gotcha. And it's a good it's a good set. It's funny. That was a funny show, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm funny. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. You're funny. Sorry, you told Thank me you. I was, and I didn't say it to you. No,
1: it's okay. I just, I just, <laughs> we're, we've got past it, and now we're fine. Okay. Um, but. <laughs> uh, I that's that's easy, you know you come up with a good set and you just keep fucking doing it. That's really easy, but these people that are coming up with fifteen minute sets like once every once every two weeks,
0: yeah, and it seems like if you're going to do that and have that mentality you'll you'll kind of like that'll just be like how you think, and then I'll just be like kind of how you do it, you know instead of just like trying the same thing over and over, but you're like you're really because obviously if you're going to try to do comedy you were told that you were funny and you most likely are right so now how the fuck do you fucking like figure that out right like how how do you use you as the filter and how you see all the shit
1: like what's your what's your comedic voice right mm-hmm. yes yeah yep as, as stupid and artsy and lame as that sounds
0: no but it makes sense i mean everyone has you know Man, everyone has their shit that th- – how they deal with shit or, or how they filter all the shit out through through them back out into the world. And it, it's really important. I honestly think it's like the most important thing that anyone can ever find.
1: You get very – you have a rhythm that I've already noticed. Uh, you tell stories very well and then also – Put basically how you feel about those stories into your comedy. Like Mm -hmm. you'll tell a very funny story, and then you'll give a very funny reaction to the story that you just told. Um, and like that's that's one of like probably a dozen different things that you could point out and say, "Oh, that's a comedic style." Like, yeah,
0: for sure. And thanks thanks for telling me. Thanks for saying my comedy. Yeah, because I'm not yet like it. Like I look at it kind of like because I come from the world of like uh, cooking, right? And I would never. Anyone who calls themselves a chef is probably an asshole. Thank you. And
1: people Fuck. who, who don't chefs.
0: call themselves chefs and don't ask to be called chefs are usually the best motherfucking chefs you can motherfucking find because they don't give a shit. They don't need you to give them Right, a, they know that their yeah, food's they're fucking They're like, good. dude, this is what I do. This is yeah. who I am. This is how I'm filtering my shit through the world, right. and I'm giving it back to you in the form of... Of delicious food. Right. So there's no need to like you don't need to label me this because this is just who I am. You know what I mean? Like it's you
1: know know, we joke about so many people being ex felons in kitchens. (laughs) The people that make you call them chef were once in jail for something. (laughs) 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 That's just what I've noticed.
0: I, I notice it's someone who's it's they're usually lacking something. It's, right. They, they they have an insecurity. And believe me, I have a about a fucking billion. Oh, yeah, but I'm also not that. asking someone to call me some shit. Right. So it's you don't lame. have to call me nothing. I don't give a shit because I am nothing at the end of the day. I know that. It's fine. But uh <laughs> but uh I'm still gonna like try to do some shit. Something. Yeah. Something to make a little splash of something. I don't know. It's it's taken a really long time. And my dad used to tell me this because my dad, my dad worked for the city and then after he got off working for the city he was, uh, he like mowed ball fields and parks and shit right. and then he would go and he would mow yards and he actually collapsed one day and he almost fucking died just because he was basically overworked and he okay. would actually make me go with him and I used to have to pick up pine cones and eventually I would have to, I would mow the front and he'd mow the back. That was like the thing. And uh, he was like, He's like, relax. You'll you'll figure it out one day. He was like, he always said niche. It used to piss me off. He's like, you'll find your niche. Yeah. He's like, one day you'll find your niche, and I would just go through my life, working in kitchens, bussing tables, just like, this shit ain't my niche. Right. Cause I don't really think restaurants should exist. Honestly, I think if you can't feed yourself, then you're fucked. Yeah. You should just die. I don't know. That's extreme. <laughs> restaurants are cool. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> it's just that's not my shit. Right. Like, I was like, one day, something has to come along. Something has to happen. But it, it it's not going to happen to me. I have to make that shit happen. Right. And it honestly kind of is happening because, like, my friends decided to turn their restaurant into a comedy club. Right. So I was like, dude, if you don't walk through this wide open door and at least fucking try to do something that you've been searching for, then on fuck you. I'm. Um, I was like a conversation with myself. I was like, I'm out. Right. Like I can't do this with you anymore. I was like, we're done.
1: I, that is a good point too. I mean, you you would. You're right. It is something that you wanted to do, and this is it's right at your back door. And I'm glad that you're taking the opportunity to do it. I like setting goals for people and myself, mm-hmm. um, and like a, people that I genuinely like care for and that I want to see succeed. And there are quite a few, uh, and it happens in a comedy club setting, right? Like you get the people that support you by showing up and by being a part of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a very community, it's a very, it's a its a community. Like you know what it, what it reminds
0: is. me of a little bit? Hmm. Uh, summer day camp at a rec center. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Uh, I used to, so my dad worked for the city obviously, but they had a, at the rec center every summer they had a uh, like a, just a summer day camp Yeah. like the kids and you played kickball and you fucking did taekwondo and exactly. you fucking had ceramics and shit and, you and everyone see, was just like cra- cracking up and just talking shit and just a fucking being shithead kids like it. that's that's kind of what that reminds me of I
1: was gonna say yeah like you probably noticed that already on Thursdays you see the same people mm-hmm. they're there they're supporting their friends they're see they're doing what it is and we have those people we have like you know Guy named Brandon King, he's there every open mic comes to every show. When I when the intro music for me to go on stage to start the show hits, Brandon is the first person clapping for me the second that I walk out of that room. And it's not because he's trying to kiss my ass; he's just like a sign of respect. Yeah, he's supporting you. He's a fucking like good human being that is supporting me and supporting the club. Same with a guy named Mike uh, named Mike Banks, uh, very funny comedian, uh, has a podcast uh, called the Mike Banks Show. Uh, same with a guy named Billy Dodaro, another. Funny guy, I he went to one of those open mic nights, might have been to the same one that you went to, actually, um, and he was hilarious, and I booked him for a Laughs the Lounge show, and that was the biggest crowd he had ever performed in front of, and he said from that point on, it made him take things more seriously. That's awesome. And he's like, he's at the club every Thursday, he comes to every Friday show, he's another one that I, I love, That's that's very supportive of everything. And uh, there's another one that's, of course, the one that everybody refers to. That's just become the most popular comic in Valparaiso, and that's Coffee Black. Oh yeah, everybody fucking loves Coffee Black, man.
0: Dude, well, it's it's really cool that there is that community and that people know and support mm-hmm. because it's like the, it seems like they've all been there too. Right. Like and everyone's kind of on their own journey. Right. But it, it it is a thing that you do alone, but it's also not. Right, like it's not. It is and it isn't.
1: Those people are around you to support you, getting and that's like. It's funny, you know. I, I always compare this shit to pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and like if I'm if I'm the booker, if I'm fucking Vince McMahon, which please don't tell me that I am, <laughs> uh, I would rather be Eric Bischoff, I guess. But <laughs> uh, if I'm that that booker, then like you find your Hulk Hogan, right? Mm-hmm. And you f- like you find that person that you could tie a fucking franchise to, and. My Hulk Hogan is Coffee Black. Like Valpo, like the people, the regulars, people that come in just love him. He has a charisma to him. He's a good fucking guy, which is nice. It's a good foundation to start great off. Great laugh. Great laugh. Uh, lets me fuck with him when I'm on stage, which mm-hmm. is always great for me. And you get that thing, though. And, and that's what I want. Like I, I've already even like fucking put goals on it for you. Like you said, you were like, all right, I'm going to do this shit. And I'm going to come in on Thursdays. Um, I want to be able to... You know how like I'll give people that show up to the open mic nights the best of the night? I'll usually give them a guest spot for the next night, right? Mm-hmm. Come in and do five minutes in front of a packed house, like a paying crowd, not just an open mic. Like My goal is I want to be able to... I want you to earn that. Like I'm not just going to give it oh, to you, 100%. and I know you don't want me to give it to you.
0: No, because also that's not going to work. Exactly. Also, that's not how this works. That's exactly. why it's so cool. That's why it's so cool because... You and I can be sitting here, and yeah, Jeff Webb can be my friend and all that shit, mm-hmm. but that doesn't guarantee you shit. You guarantee you shit. Right. And if you are if you can't do it, then you, no one's going to put you there because right. th- it doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense.
1: And that's what I want. I, I think like my, my goal in my mind for you is like late fall, I would love to see you get one of those fucking guest spots. I
0: mean, maybe if I can get comfortable. And that's, See, the I thing is, can, I though. I can, and I think I can too. Yeah. I just I think it's it's doing it. I think if I can just do it, my body's gonna start to relax a little. I'm gonna be. I've even noticed that I can start to look around and like use my hands a little more. Yeah. I've noticed that like, oh, I'm not shaking uncontrollably as much. Yeah. As much. But like, my body has a physical fucking reaction, sure. dude. I get hot. I start sweating. I, I start shaking a little, like literally, start yeah. shaking. I'm like, "What the? Could you stop shake? Because no one's you. If you're comfortable, right, then everyone else is comfortable. But the minute you come up there, just like on some mumbly, shaky, what the fuck is this guy okay? Shit, like right. no one's gonna laugh at that.
1: There's also some muscle memory and some some calming uh, comfort that you get from. Being on that stage, too. Being on mm-hmm. that, like, that's your like that's your home club, right? Yeah. And so, like, I know when I'm on that, so I, this is lame as fuck, but when we're slow as shit on, like, a Saturday night and no one's come in yet or something, I will, if Lillian or Eric is behind the bar, I will stand up on stage and literally just talk to them using the microphone up there because it's, like, training myself yeah, to just be comfortable up there. And yeah. You keep, it's the same thing with you doing the open mics. You're doing the open mics at your home club You get better, you get better, you get better, you get better, and finally you're comfortable, you're not shaking, you're not sweating. Oh shit, I'm comfortable here. I can do that guest spot. And you do your five minute guest spot and you fucking kill it. Great. You pull a Brandon King. Brandon King earned himself a featured spot from his five minute guest spot. Cool, you go on, you do your 15 minute featured spot. You keep doing that, you're comfortable, you're comfortable. At some point along the line, you become comfortable doing stand up. You've tricked yourself into being comfortable being on stage because that's your home club. And guess what, you can go do it in Florida. You can go do it in Ohio. You can go take a featured set in Springfield, Illinois. You can do all these stupid fucking things. Yeah, you things.
0: can take that thing you learned and yeah. go and, yeah, you you said it perfectly. You tricked yourself. Yeah. I'm trying to trick myself because my body don't like it. Right. It's, it's fucking terrified. It. I would rather do almost anything else than that, but it's the only thing that I've ever wanted to do.
1: And you and I can like it's I said, really weird, man. It doesn't make a, sense. You have a rhythm to it, which is what I think is going to happen. It's the same thing that happened to me. I just had one place that I stuck to. Did open mic, open mic, open mic. Yeah, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else. It's the same feeling that I got. I thought I would shit my pants. I didn't. Um. And that's what I think, honestly, will happen for you too. And that's you know, it's very exciting. Hopefully, we'll see. I have faith. Well, the
0: future it makes it makes uh. Like, it, it's made everything in my life easier. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, at work, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go fucking do that. I was mm-hmm. like, I just did some shit I was fucking terrified of. Right. Oh, we're good here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got to call this person, whereas before I just put it off because I was, like, scared. I'm like, no, dude, that's not what we're doing anymore. Like, we're yeah. we're done now. I mean, it took 34 years. Right. Just fucking find some semblance of normalcy and not be an anxious piece of shit.
1: I do like seeing you like after on the open mics too. Like you'll be involved. It's the same thing. Like you get involved with that communal shit too. Like you end up talking to the comics afterward, mm-hmm. and you hang out with those dudes, and that that will also bring comfort because oh, coffee's in the crowd over there. Fucking Daryl's over there. Sky's over there. Like you see all these people that you know, and so again, you're tricking yourself mm-hmm. into being comfortable with it in general. And it's it's been it's it's cool as shit, man. You bring in multiple people. I've done my very very best to make it a non-clicky environment because some comedy clubs can be clicky as fuck. Um, we have people from all over. You know, we had a lot of people that came from D's out in Miller. I really like
0: that too. I like that there's people from all over, and, and it's not South just Bend the same.
1: dude. I the more
0: people that started to come in, the more I was just like, well, I don't know if I could make that person laugh. Well, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. But it's like. Well then you're not funny man Right Like then fuck off Like then right. fuck off And I, this past time I, There was two people that Like just kind of came by And were like Hey man good set Yeah And like dude I That get, shit gave me goosebumps Yeah man I was like what
1: And you remember that And you remember the next time You see them on stage Yeah And they're fucking funny
0: mm-hmm. And then
1: you think Oh shit That very funny person Just got off stage And said good set to me
0: Yeah That's and- awesome Yeah And again, it's like, it is a solo pursuit, but at the same time, it's a community. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really, really awesome.
1: No, it's, like I said, it's awesome. You get all those people, um, and like I said, those South Bend people have become staples as well. I mean, all of them, there, there, there are three in particular from the South Bend area that come. The name's Jenny Rodriguez, Joe Tid, and Brian Collins. And their home club is The Drop in South Bend. And they've come to every open mic. And... Uh, Jenny and Joe have done guest spots. Uh, Brian did a featured spot. Brian fucking slaughtered this last weekend. Which
0: I admire because I live about five minutes away from market. And the last right. time I was like, dude, I got to go. I'm getting pretty drunk. I should have Ubered here. And you're like, I'll drive you home. And I was like, "No, nah, I work tomorrow. I need my car. Yeah, right. And so I just had to like dip out because I I spend so much time trying to get encouraged to do it. that By the time I'm done doing it, I'm like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, like I, I literally, I remember. That. I was like, can, "I'll drive you. It's fine."
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna Uber next time so I can hang out.
1: I will just drive you home.
0: Well, I'll Uber there and then I'll let you drive me home.
1: Oh yeah, that's smart. Yes, yeah. do that. That's a good idea.
0: Just asking so much
1: of me. Yeah, that's no, okay. No, not at all. I, I offered. Yeah, I offered that. That's night. true. That's yeah. true. It's good shit, man. I'm, I'm very excited for it. I'm excited for you to get better and, and and just keep doing that shit.
0: What? Uh, so like for me, I'll, I'll go first. But for me, so like. David tells skanks for the memories. Mm-hmm. That album, I can probably recite it. I still have it. I still listen to it to this day. Like if if I'm like hanging out by myself, I'll throw it on. Right. It's it's one of the funniest comedy albums I've ever listened to. It's it's probably my favorite. I don't know what it is about it. Do you have do you have one of
1: those? Uh, I have two specials that. Um i love and 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 there, there's there's another one so okay the two specials that i point to that I, are like my my top like i think that everybody that likes comedy should see these are uh rich prior live on the sunset strip yes i mean it's like acquired yeah. yeah, viewing 100 like that's it's like reading the bible you know what i mean it's
0: also hard to choose between all of them as well
1: right he's he's just spectacular He, he i don't think he ever got on stage and and bombed. I just don't think it happened. It's, I mean, I know it did, but I, even then, I think that the crowd was wrong, not Richard. <laughs> well, it's
0: it's that thing where you're just in your element, dude. Right. You're he's skiing down a mountain, yeah. but perfectly, like a fucking professional, like he's like a surfer, yeah, like a fucking you know those
1: fucking surfers that can surf and walk on the, <laughs> on the surfboard, yeah, yeah. like yeah. those people. Like, that's Richard Pryor. That like, was This Richard is easy. Pryor. I have a dog here. It's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. Uh, and then the other one was actually more recent. It was uh, Dave Chappelle's was called Bird Equanimity. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the comeback that he did, mm-hmm. the first one on Netflix. Fuck. Yeah. I thought, it, full disclosure, I love Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is, is the reason that I started doing stand-up comedy. He is, in my opinion, the funniest human being to ever walk the earth. Yeah. I thought it was going to be shit because of how much time off he took. This was it like wasn't. the comeback fucking so special.
0: Was it the one that he did in the theater, or the one that he did just in like the belly room or whatever? He
1: was in—I uh, don't know. I'm, I'm going to look it up because I don't know if he was in a club or what it was. But I remember that. That special. was the double one, right? Yeah, because there was two yeah, of them. He yeah, did—he yeah. did one that was called "In the Heart of Texas." In the Heart of Texas, um, and that one was good. But was that
0: the one where he talks about the? Uh, the pimp and he has the book
1: finished do you remember what, it, what the rest of it was
0: it was like lettuce slim or whatever he's talking about he's basically talking about uh his comedy central deal and how like he's like equating it to pimps and and prostitution and this dude who was a pimp wrote a book and he has like th- one of the original copies of it and he just kind of go- he goes deep like he it was like not what you would put in a regular Netflix comedy special. That
1: was the one that I think happened at the club. Yes,
0: that is the one that happened at the club.
1: And the one that I'm referring to is. It was uh, the
0: one right bef- before that because they were like two. It was like a double
1: release. Yeah. So this one, yeah. So that was he did two for that one too. Because mm-hmm. he did that at the club. And there was the other one too. I can't remember, but I, I know the one that you're talking about, the one in the club, because he sat down the whole time. Yeah, a yeah. smaller. Club. And he's like
0: smoking a cigarette. He just exactly. He's just he's going like deep on some shit.
1: The one that I'm talking about is uh, It's called Dave Chappelle Equanimity um, And that was in the Warner Theater In Washington, D.C. Okay. Which he's from D.C. So yep. that's pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. um, No, he those are the two specials That for me And I mean Killing Him Softly Is fantastic, of course Yeah, But uh, those two right there Would do it for me And that's, I think, why I tell I You know my, my style of comedy Is I just tell stories I'll get up there and do fucking If I'm doing a half hour I'm telling like four stories
0: yeah, there's so there's this uh, another goal that I have for myself is I want to tell the story of when I went to prison in New, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Be, be, it's it's this long journey. Right. It's like this, oh, brother, where art thou? Journey of um, just me going to New Orleans. I was 18. Just my dad looking me dead in the eyes and, as I'm leaving. It timed out so perfect. The whole thing is so good. It, I, it timed out so perfect, I'm leaving with this bag. And he goes, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to Mardi Gras. Some friends just invited me. And he looked at me right in my eyes and he goes, do not go to Mardi Gras if you go to Mardi Gras you're going to go to jail. <laughs> and I just kind of looked at him for like two seconds and was like, eh, I'm going to Mardi Gras. <laughs> and just from then on was just, it was a shit show that landed me in Orleans Parish Prison, the OPP. I had a prison number, I had a, everything.
1: Are you down with OPP? No. Oh, shit.
0: No, it's horrible. Oh, they it. don't know me. It's it's bad. <laughs> it was so bad.
1: They don't know him.
0: And it, it's so, like, the... It, so I want to, because if I can tell this story right and craft it, there's so many just ups and downs and shit that happens that, it, but I think it's going to take a long time please to add, tell the story.
1: Please add, now you may ask, does he know OPP? And I will tell you, they do not know me.
0: Please add that, it'll slaughter or they know the fuck out of me.
1: Yeah, they know me too well. I got raped in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: sodomy. It was it was horrible. But uh, that, so like there's, I it's like funny, that too. funny, I was going to invite
1: you to Mardi Gras this year.
0: <laughs> Dude, been, <ugh. laughs>
1: been there. Ugh. Wore the jumpsuit. D-
0: saw more dicks than boobs. It really pissed me off.
1: Disappointing and counterintuitive. I'm just like, why are all these... G-
0: It's like they got tired of like the Girls Gone Wild shit, and so dudes were just like, here's my dick. I don't know. It was upsetting.
1: You go from Girls Gone Wild to here's my dick. There's a serious (laughs) drop-off in marketing potential there. I was like, what the fuck, Bourbon
0: Street? Get your shit together. Honestly, that's disappointing. But literally, because there's turds and heroin needles in the fucking, man. It was nuts.
1: You got uh, you got you got 2 years left of Jeff Webb before Jeff Webb comes out of the area. What yeah, are you gonna what are you gonna do with that time?
0: Well, I'm going to take advantage of the of you.
1: Thank you. It's about time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna I don't know, tell some fucking shit jokes and get high.
1: I think my goal is I want uh, Jared Michael to headline before I leave for West We'll That's try. my goal.
0: We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. Let's I do. appreciate all your help too.
1: I I like seeing my friends succeed. That's great. It's been a joy of mine to be like the fucking big brother of like the club and just being like pushing people and watching people try and succeed and do their best.
0: Yeah, well, like having you come on this podcast, which was that another thing is like the podcast has kind of helped in a way of not only can you kind of. Maybe try some material out on someone without them knowing, or right. maybe it just comes about anyway. But getting used to the sound of your own voice, because that shit's very difficult. It is. It's so hard. We and, all hate the sound of our voice, dude. I like I I will try to go back and listen to a podcast to see like maybe maybe where I could I don't know do something better like or make it better. And if I've talked too much, I just can't. I can't. Right. I can't. Do I it. sound
1: like a bitch to myself. I don't even know what I sound like I sound like a bitch, I'll say it
0: It's like if my brother I'd fight me It's like my brother mixed with
1: a bitch Right Yeah Yeah I don't know Just your brother Because we have similar voice puberty.
0: and similar cadence Right But but it's worse than that somehow Right Ugh. So, But this has helped You can hear my voice now Right You start to get a little used to it You know, you gotta trick yourself
1: into it I still hate my voice. I hate hearing it whatsoever. <laughs> the only thing I'm focused on is listening for laughter. Like, at that point, I, I can't. Otherwise, I'd be like, wow, my voice. I sound like a whiny little nasally bitch, and I hate it.
0: See, I don't mind your voice. I think it's fine.
1: Thank you. Isn't that weird? That is weird, because I, I don't mind your voice. <sighs> Do we kiss now? Huh? I'm down. Maybe another couple gin drinks time. This is the last time, this is the la- last time I was here. Uh, Matt Morris was also here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we did uh, weird time record together. And the last time that I sung karaoke, I did, if I remember correctly, um, Jungle Love by Morris Day in the Time. Mm. And Matt Morris jumped on stage with me.
0: Yes, I remember that. Well, you were there Was that I night? there? Were you there? I feel like I, I've i been there when Matt's jumped on stage with you. He jumped on stage with Has me. Has he and, done it more than once?
1: You know, I'm drunk a lot <laughs> when, I, when I sing karaoke. <laughs> I am too. So I was, you know, grinding, and and uh, at the end of the song, he just grinded on me, and I no, I, I him. was there. And then at the end of it, he's like, "Kiss me on the lips," and I was like, yeah, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-pandemic, folks, <laughs> dude. dude."
0: So I've also been, so I've I've been on my own little journey here, but I've always tried to bring Matt along with me. I'm like, "Dude, you need to do it too," because right. for whatever reason. uh the way matt says shit to me it's so funny i don't know like he'll he'll just say the simplest thing on a podcast and i'll just lose it i don't know what it is and it it, it honestly i'm not even sure if it's that funny it's just like he just ha- the, it's like rhythm it's timing and certain people maybe they maybe they know they're funny maybe they don't right so i was like dude you need to do some stand up too and he's just, after we opened, has a weird time <laughs> recorded for you? He's like, fuck you. I'll never get on a stage again.
1: I mean, but I don't remember you telling me, both of you telling me separately, well, we did get together to rehearse.
0: No, no. So <laughs> I will, uh, so this was kind of Matt's fault.
1: Okay. Oh, we're throwing we're, him under the bus. Yeah.
0: I'm going to throw him under the bus here. Okay. Because, Cause it's true, and I can do whatever I want.
1: It's your show,
0: <laughs> and so I go show up at his house, and he has a bunch of people over, and he's drinking, and we have diff we we have different hours. I work in a restaurant, right? He's a fucking union carpenter, sure. So he's he's partying, and I I'm just like, hey man, you want to do the thing or no? And he's just like, you know, we'll figure it out. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, knowing what I know now, that's not how that works. Right. (laughs) So he's just like, I'm like, ah, dude, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We weren't fine. We weren't fine at all. Matt was nervous as shit. I was pretty nervous myself. I was nervous as shit, too. I was probably more nervous than him. And then we go up there and try to do our thing, and it's just, there's not a thing to do. That's the problem. You didn't prepare. Right. You're just up there just we were just out there. Right. We were just like astronauts that didn't chain ourselves to the fucking <laughs> space station. We're just floating, and we're trying to do something. Then Matt starts to try to tell a story about how he, like, jerked off before he had sex with a girl and it got caught on their family's, like, camera. And it's just, like, he kind of got us on track. I was I was probably worse off than him. I was no help at all. And... We're trying, and I remember like him coming, you coming up there, trying to save us, just tr- like like a lifeguard, like oh shit, these guys are drowning, <laughs> and you like just jump up there, and then Matt asked you to sit in his lap, he did. and then he we're did. just like I like started to say something funny, and you give me this look, like yes, keep going there, yes. but I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah, keep doing that, like that was like just everything in your eyes it it was like a a paragraph of words and i was just like oh yeah but i don't have anywhere to go (laughs) and then eventually matt just you leave the stage matt eventually just he just fucking hits the e button and just goes i'm out (laughs) and he just leaves and i'm just sitting up there and you're looking at me like like honestly like my mother's looked at me sometimes and you're like put the microphone down and get off the stage and then right as you said that i was like what and then the mic started feedbacking which is like out of a movie this right. isn't what don't this isn't how you want you to come. and everyone in the audience is like what the fuck is this it was it was so comically bad That it's hilarious now, but at the time I was like, "This Matt got in an Uber and left. Jesus, he had to leave the whole vicinity. It was like he had to evacuate himself (laughs) from the blast
1: zone. That's how bad it was." And you know what? The show still went great.
0: The show went great. Oh, when I when I brought I had to wrangle Matt up before he got in that Uber, and I had to go, "Hey, man, we got to go introduce (laughs) introduce Jeff," and he's like, "I'm not going back up there." I was like, hey, man, we got to. And then so the lights go dark. We walk back on the stage, and you just see everyone in the crowd go, fucking these two again. (laughs) And I had to go up there, and I went, hey, don't worry. We're just here to introduce someone. We're not going to talk much. And then we were like, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Webb. (laughs) But the look on everyone's face, and you could feel the hatred Right. Of like, these two motherfuckers again? What the fuck is this? <laughs> it was it was beautiful. It was an I experience. I, 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 I looked at Matt at one point, and I said it out loud. I was like, dude, just ride the wave. Right. I was like, we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Matt is, after that, He uh, we actually wrote a song about that. When we used to write our own intro songs and right. just pretend it was other people, we wrote a song called Never Again. Nice, yeah. And uh, it was about yeah. how we'll never get back on stage because it was so horrible. And look at you,
1: defying the song. Defying the song. Well, man, uh, open mic sensation and uh, Dickmaster General Ken Nuple is waiting on me to take him to the casino this evening.
0: All right, what? Well, dude, we're at an hour seven. Oh, we really? Yeah. So we're how? good. We're good to wrap it up whenever. What, it was like a half
1: hour. <laughs> no.
0: I've been sweating up here for a while. Oh,
1: <laughs> I, I am finally feeling a little warm right now.
0: Yeah, me too. Thanks for coming on here, man.
1: Thank you for inviting me thanks, anytime.
0: Thanks for everything that you've done, and thanks for your uh, encouraging me. I and really appreciate it. You
1: deserve it. I, I'm I'm here for it. Like I said, the goal for me is within two years, Jared Michael Moxley headlining. Maybe one day. I think it'll be fun. Maybe next time I'm here, we get Jay in here.
0: Yeah, no, that that is gonna be one of the next ones. Oh, fun. Because I wanna, my whole plan was to have both of you on. Well, if at we can, the same time. if we
1: can get him, uh, Jay, uh, Jay's hard to wrangle down sometimes. But if we, can, I got him for one. He, he was really? my first co-host. Very nice. Yeah, if we can, if we can wrangle him, well then that's great. So you you had him for the first co-host, and then I was here, and then yeah, next time we just get them both together. hmm.
0: One hundred percent. I think that
1: sounds fun. Thanks for everything, buddy. My pleasure, buddy. Love you, dude. Love you too, buddy. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers me with Jen.
1: Então...